Hi, I'm Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. Uh, today, Patricia has an article for us that she has prepared that mm-hmm. uh, I believe you will find fascinating. So, Patricia, do you want to give us a high level of what you're going to be talking about? Yes, we're going to be talking about pets, pets at work. Um, and the, there's very little research on this, so that's something to keep in mind. So we'll talk about that a little bit, but it is an interesting topic because a lot of workplaces allow you to bring your pets. Um, it's becoming more and more popular. And then I think that there's some benefits around pets that are becoming more popular or more asked for and things like that. So I think it's a really interesting area that we don't know a lot about in the workplace specifically, but there is actually a lot of research on pets and health and stress and wellness, um, outside of the workplace so I think that there's a good argument that we should be looking at this at work but we're just starting some of that work it's very very um un I don't know unstudied (laughs) (laughs) it's more of an unorthodox maybe like topic area or something yeah yeah exactly so should be fun to dive into that will be fun. I'm excited to learn more about pets because I love pets and I know, I know. no one will be surprised to hear that you picked an article about pets because we <laughs> have heard much about the schnoo since the start of our um, oh, journey. Little Nittany. Speaking of little Nittany, she, um, I took her to my uncle again last week because she's been walking funny and she's got like arthritis now too. She's like no. an old little mess. It's so sad. Knit new. Yeah. No. But we bought her steps because that was the thing we noticed is that she couldn't really jump onto things or she was having a hard time getting onto like the couch. Yeah. Um, so we bought her these little stairs and so now she like can get on everything and she's like so much happier just from that one change is just being able to like walk up these tiny little steps to get to the top Aww. of the couch. <laughs> but does she know how to like use them? Because like... I found that like you put those out for dogs and they're just like, I don't know what that is. Like <laughs> they don't understand that they're like supposed to use it. They're just like, cool. I'm like, I don't know why that's there, but that's not for me. So what you're telling me is that cats are smarter than dogs because Nitty <laughs> immediately knew what to do with it. She did. Yeah. It wasn't even like a question. She was just like, oh, all right. And she just walked right up. That's funny. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Dogs are just like, uh, you want me to do what? Like they don't understand. <laughs> She did. Don't she get didn't it. get the down part right away. Like okay. she would climb up and then jump down, and I'm like, that's counterproductive. Like, but poor form. yeah, but now she does both. So it took her like a day to get used to the idea of going down the stairs, which isn't that much. So it was pretty fast. Well, you know, I think that that sounds like a vast improvement over what I've seen because <laughs> the dog world doesn't really uh, enjoy. Uh, the stare idea very much. You have to really force it on them. <laughs> well, they should get on board because it's better for their joints. You're right. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. If only I could communicate these health-related benefits to an animal, but I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> we have like a podcast for dogs. <laughs> like, this is why you should listen to go up steps. <laughs> but I don't know. We have to bark at them or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, that's not a podcast that we can make. We don't speak that language. No, but somebody out there should. <laughs> they should. They totally Maybe should. Maybe Donnie can do it. Maybe you can help <laughs> Donnie set it up. 
he has too much to say already. I don't want to hear him talk any longer. <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible. Oh, man. <laughs> we don't need him continuing to speak. It's okay. Discussion. It could be Donnie and Nittany because they could do a joint one. It'll be a cat and a dog. So they can communicate to both. <laughs> wow. Whoa. The Whoa. two perspectives. And they can do like one of those things. that's like this versus that. And like they'll yeah. always pick the opposite thing and they'll like get in fights about it. And people <laughs> will call and like weigh in which one they think is right. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's exactly what it would be and it would be epic and you know it would be number one on the itunes charts immediately like the yeah, day it comes that's out that's true that's yeah, true totally clearly this is necessary so it's happening <laughs> so we gotta do it it's this time to just, get rolling this is just happening now that's all there is <laughs> <laughs> definitely oh my goodness well besides our pets starting podcasts of their own yes what's going on mm-hmm. with you um everything's good today was like kind of a really busy day and I'm actually like so glad that it's your article day because um I had to listen to myself talk for like 800 hours because I had to record all this audio for an online class oh um, no <laughs> so I had to do like uh 30 like 5 to 10 minute recordings of myself today wow and it's just a lot of hearing yourself talk like I know in the class that they'll be broken up by week so they only have to listen to like you know, 10 to 20 minutes of me talking each week, but all in succession. I was just like, oh my God, these kids are going to be so sick of hearing me say (laughs) stuff. I'm like, oh my God, this is so terrible. But I know that when it's broken up, it's going to be better. But for me, I was just like, blah. So um, I've, yeah, I've been talking into a microphone so much today. I'm amazed that you're doing so well right now then because I feel like if I was, I'd be like, don't talk to me. I'm not speaking a word. I'm just going <laughs> to sit here with in silence for the rest of the night. <laughs> but I think you're somewhat more extroverted than I am. Yeah, that's true. Um, it is weird to like be talking and it's, I mean, we do it every week with recording the podcast, but at least I'm like talking to you. But yeah. like, it's weird to just like sit in a room and like speak <laughs> to yourself for like three hours yeah that's a long really bizarre as a process um (laughs) so yeah um hopefully they turn out okay um but anyway so I spent a portion of my day doing that today so now I'm I feel like the microphone's growing out of my mouth like I'm becoming part (laughs) of the microphone (laughs) oh I just had a really weird image of that and that is not (laughs) pleasant it's pretty gross, actually. Don't really think about it. I think you should not. I will, I will not. I will try not I to. I think you should not think about that. <laughs> um, what about you? How's everything going with you? Good. Things are good. Um, I actually had a calmer day than you, so that was kind of a nice Monday. Like I rolled into Monday relatively peacefully, mm. um, so that was really nice. I didn't have like a crazy amount of meetings. I had just the right amount to not make me really tired at the end of the day so it was a good Monday um trying to think what else is going on I mean not a lot the weekend was nice and things are things are just smooth sailing it feels good this week is a relatively calm week for me and then it's gonna pick up and I feel like the next three or four weeks are gonna be really really busy so I'm kind of enjoying it I'm like let me just slowly roll through this week and then take a breath before before the craziness ensues yeah 
Yeah, sometimes I do that and like it's a really bad idea when you have so much like stuff going on and you start like, oh, let me see what I have to do this week. And then you're like, well, let me look at next week. And then you're like, and the next week, and the next week. And then you're just like, (laughs) oh, my God, (laughs) I can't get all this done. I'll never get all this done. And you start like freaking out. That happens to me all the time where I'm just like, oh, my God. And then I'm like, "Okay, let's like backtrack. You're now in December. Like you don't have to get all this done right now like you don't have to get all the things that you just scrolled through done today like you do have like another two and a half months to complete these things but you start like looking and you're like yeah and I gotta do that I gotta do that too and you're just like oh my god so actually on times like that our podcast is helpful for me to remember because I'm like just take it a day at a time slow down close your eyes do a little mindfulness like try to get yourself back in the present because that future projection can be like a problem sometimes it can be pretty aggressive yeah no I totally I totally get it I have tried not to look too too far so I just know that next week I've got a lot going on I know in my head that I have a lot going on the next few months but I'm not looking at it so I have apparently more self-control than you in that sense because <laughs> I'm not doing that thankfully um, yes. so I'm just letting myself enjoy the slower week as That's it good. is here yeah you should do that I like yeah. that idea. That's a good idea. I know. But let's talk about pets again. Um, let's Nittany talk about just pets. walked up the steps and is sitting next to me now. So she's ready for the conversation. I it's hope like Donnie that song. is too. <laughs> this just like went into my head. Let's talk about pets, baby. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about pets. <laughs> yep. That's exactly how that song went. Um, no changes in the lyrics at all. Yeah. That's why our podcast is rated G because we sing Let's Talk About Pets instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, Nittany just rolled her eyes at you and, you oh, know. No. I know. How rude. She, she did not think that joke was funny <laughs> at all. She's like, please. Ugh, You've all like, heard that one a million times. <laughs> she's like, Katina, like, I don't want to hear this. I just want you to bring your contact lens cases back so I can <laughs> Oh, them. yeah. That's true. <laughs> Nittany used to love to play with my contact lens cases when I would stay at Patricia's. So, yeah. well, we'll see what happens next time, Nittany, after you gave me attitude. Maybe I won't bring any contact cases for you. <laughs> oh, that's going to be good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's actually helpful You're to just me. You're going to hide them from her. That's true. Um, Okay, so let's talk about pets. So what is the name of the article and who are the authors and kind of what's the high level on it? Yeah, so it is called Critters in the Cube Farm. Perceived. I know know it makes you laugh too. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Can you say that again? (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Um, oh, I don't know if I can say it. <laughs> okay. You don't have to say it again. Okay. We all heard you. It's fine. Um, <laughs> you can proceed. The second part of the title is Perceived Psychological and Organizational Effects of Pets in the Workplace. Okay. That makes more sense to I'm me. I'm still having like a fit of laughter. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, the cute farm a- is just a weird thing to say. So I wasn't expecting that to come out of your mouth. And I was just like <laughs> really confused by it. I'm like crying. Okay. 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 Calm down. But yeah, right. it is really weird. I definitely had a reaction yeah. when I first saw yeah. it. And I didn't think about the fact that maybe I should have warned you ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I mean, I'm sure it's a good article. And I hope that the like authors don't get mad that we're laughing at it. But it's fine. I mean, it's a cutesy name. Right? That's the it point. It's supposed to be That's catchy. True. Oh man. That's true. Okay. You're right. Well, I'm gonna stop crying now. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was written by Wells and Perrine in 2001 and published in the Journal of Occupational Health Psychology. <laughs> oh my God. You, this is this is a worker being first. <laughs> we can't get through an episode. <laughs> The cube farm did us in. Okay. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Woo. Breath, 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 breath. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> we can take laughing. a mindful minute. <laughs> okay. All right. I got it. I got wait, it. Wait, what? Okay. I'm going to ask you another question. What year was it published in? 2001. <clears throat> okay. 2001. Yes. So actually it's been quite a while since this paper came out. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so it'll be interesting makes to me hear. a little sad, to be honest, because I feel like the topic is interesting and I wish more people had kind of gone into it. Yeah. Um, and they haven't, but that's okay because we're going to talk about it. We're going to inspire people to look into the research and yeah. maybe there'll be some cool stuff that comes out in the future because I think it is an interesting topic. Totally. Um, I mean, I love pets. You love pets. We love pets. But yeah. I think that people, like a lot of places, are letting you bring your pets to work. So Totally. And that's really what this is all about. Um, <clears throat> so it's all about pets in the workplace and how do people feel about it. Mm-hmm. And the main things to think about with this study are around the fact that people believe that having a pet in the workplace helps reduce stress. So that's like hmm. already a really interesting thing. That people that People are very positive in general about pets. They believe it helps to reduce stress. Hmm. They believe it makes a positive impression of the company, that it creates a pleasant diversion from work from time to time. It makes a friendly work environment. So a lot of positive things that people are thinking about when they mm-hmm. think about pets at work. Yeah. So generally, people are very uh, into the idea of having their pet around them in the workplace and feel like it should have positive impact. Yes. So let me first talk about some background research, because I think that's really important, because I think I mentioned this earlier that there's not a lot of research in the workplace. So this is kind of that first stab at it. You know, what results from these kinds of early studies can be taken with a grain of salt just because we don't know a lot. There's not a lot that's been replicated. But there's a lot of research on pets outside of work. So I think that this connection into the workplace makes a lot of sense. And the findings are similar to things that you would find outside of work. So okay, I don't understand why it wouldn't continue to work that way, right? Um hmm. So it's just, we don't have a ton of information on this yet, but I think it's a really interesting way to translate some other research that's done outside of this space. So let me tell you a little bit about that research because I think it's really cool. So first of all, and I'm sure a lot of people know that there's research out there. I mean, I see it all the time on like news, right? They talk about these kinds of studies on the news all the time that pets can help reduce blood pressure of, you know, elderly individuals, children in stressful situations, just general population, um, both the presence of a dog or a cat can do this. So really most Hmm. of the research looks at dogs and cats specifically. Yeah. Um, Not like lizards, fish or lizards or something. It's really more 
Um, the more traditional pets, I guess. <clears throat> yes. I would, I would argue that if you have a bond with your lizard, it's probably good too, but who knows? Yeah, that's true. I agree, but there's not enough people who have bonds with lizards to study it, maybe. Yeah, that might be true. Um, but so that's really cool, the lowers of blood pressure. So we're looking already at some wellness-related things. Um, with kids, there's a lot of research on how pets help with their emotional development. They, hmm. they're being, they are provided with unconditional acceptance from their pets. Pets teach them how to care about others. Pets help improve children's self-esteem. Hmm. And there's also research in the elderly population on pets. So pet owners that are in the elderly population, they tend to be happier. They tend to be more independent. And they're more optimistic than not pet owners. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of like really positive things associated with owning a pet and being around pets. Um, so that would lead you to believe that being able to have pets around you in the workplace probably leads to some of these things too, right? You have a little furry friend to help you out when you're in a stressful situation. Um, yeah. And I mean, obviously we both work from home a lot, so we have pets in our workplace, um, which is another interesting place the research could go it just hasn't you know in terms yeah, of like remote totally. work because that's a different component but having pets around is probably helpful too because you get some sort of interaction and bond when you're at home yeah absolutely I mean I think it's interesting because it seems like there's been a decent amount of work done on uh the impact of pets on like I don't want to say like vulnerable, but populations of people who might have like maybe smaller social circles in general, like older people or children. Um, so the workplace literature is kind of interesting because it shows how, um, you know, pets might play a role in kind of the years of your life in between where you're kind of like trying to earn a living and balancing work and life and all this kind of stuff like that might relate more to the idea that they're like helpful with stress relieving or something of that nature as a, as opposed to like just pure companionship or something, something like that. Yeah. Well, that's what this study shows. So this study was actually done on 193 employees um, that completed a survey and they came from 31 different companies that allow pets in the workplace. <clears throat> so kind of a big um, group of companies actually. Yeah. This was all done in Kentucky. So some of these companies are pretty small, so that's something to keep in mind. There's probably some things that need to be done to understand how this looks in a big company um, mm -hmm. versus a smaller organization, but a big sample of organizations, so they probably are handling things a little bit differently. Um, and they did a survey that looked at what do people think about in terms of different functions of pets, right? So is a pet something that allows you to present your um, self in one way, right? If you bring a pet to work, are you using this pet as a self-expression like mm. they kind of talked about like you know how you decorate your desk and stuff like this is who I am well if I bring my dog then I am a dog person or something like that mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> another function of pets is the social function so it helps to provide them interaction with the pet but also social interactions with coworkers and clients and people that might be walking by and might be interested in the pet so it helps to build relationships sure yeah that's interesting yeah um, that, I think that's interesting too, from like, you know, maybe people that are less social generally, or maybe less extroverted that this could be like a tool to help them Yeah, to like get conversation started like an icebreaker almost. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And there's been some study on, um, this pets being used as icebreakers and like children with relationships with other children. So there's some hmm. precedent for that. 
They also talked about pets serving as an empathetic organizational symbol. So really Mm. showing a positive impression of the company, you know, helping foster some sort of company identity of being like warm and welcoming and, um, you know, accepting those types of things. Yeah, I think that makes sense. It kind of is like a symbol that the workplace is more like work-life balance friendly too, since bringing your pet to the workplace probably allows you to focus on other things. Like you don't have to worry about getting like a dog walker or you don't have to worry about getting home right at five o'clock or whatever to let the dog out. Like it allows you to have a little bit more flexibility in your work day. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then the final thing is that stress reduction function. So helping people cope with stress, improving their mood. You know, you may have a bad meeting and you come back to your your dog and your dog is like super happy and excited to see you. I mean, that's going to help boost your mood compared to just having, you know, coming back to your desk with nothing to greet you, but emails. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think that makes a lot of sense too, from the stress reduction piece and helping improve mood. Yeah. So these components are things that people believe help them, right? About pets. Like these are things that people uh, purposes that people see pets serving for them, but not necessarily things that they're demonstrating actually exist in the article or they are. So they surveyed people on this and this is, yes, people's beliefs. Um, mm-hmm. So the reason why they came up with these four different functions of pets is based on previous research, right? So these mm-hmm. these things have been found in other research around pets. And so in theory, that would also be found in the workplace. And people agreed uh, most people, mm-hmm. the number one thing they thought pets did was the stress reduction piece. Hmm. The number two thing was the social function. So those okay. are the two most important, which makes sense to me. I think those yeah. are more obvious than like, I want to show off I'm a dog person. I think it's way more obvious that it's, they're helping me feel better and they're helping me talk to people um, and interact with my coworkers in a different way. Yeah. That makes perfect sense to me too. Um, and I think that those are some things that I would think about if I was bringing a dog to work is that it would be kind of fun to, you know, have the dog interact with my coworkers and also that it would be fun to like take a break and be able to play with the dog or, um, you know, have the time to maybe like walk the dog or do something that will help you to kind of like relieve the stress associated with your job. Yeah, definitely. So that is one of the pieces of the survey, right? They did that. People were able to rate and see what they thought about those different functions. But then they did ask people around some outcomes. So how does having a pet, you know, impact your satisfaction at work, um, your health at work? You know, do you feel healthier because you're in a work environment because that have pets? And they did mm-hmm. find that people generally felt like having a pet in the workplace impacts their health. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then people that have pets in the workplace also felt more satisfied with their work environment. They felt better job satisfaction. They're more productive. They thought they were more productive, at least. Um, mm-hmm. They felt more committed to the company. They felt like they were more creative or that creativity was something that, you know, was valued in the organization. Um, mm-hmm. And then they also talked about attendance so that they felt like they, you know, are more likely to show up to work because of this. Yeah. I mean, I think that those things do make some sense because especially if you're a person that's attracted to a company that has this kind of policy and you're utilizing the policy like um you know part of what's happening is that people are saying like this is a policy that 
I appreciate and it helps me to better balance my work and life. So I'm probably less likely to leave the organization and I'm more likely to show up because I'm not concerned about like a pet being sick or a pet being gone for the day or like I'm being gone for the day, not the pets being gone for the day, (laughs) Um, that I'm going to be gone for the day. And so the pet will be alone for the day or um, things like that, that, um, you know, probably to individuals who I'm guessing the people in the sample would probably be higher on like their, you know, need for this kind of policy or their wish that the company would have this kind of policy since they're using it. Um, it probably matters quite a bit to people who are able to do it. Yeah. That's actually a really great call out because they did look to see like, how does this work for all different types of people? So people that actually brought their pets in people that had pets, but did not bring them in and Hmm. then people that did not have pets and everybody across the board generally felt positively about this policy Hmm. but the people that benefited the most were the people that brought in their own pets right they're the ones that were the most positive everyone is pretty positive but if I brought in my pet I am more positive gotcha yeah that's interesting and I think that that's good to know because um I would imagine that some hesitation for workplaces would be like, well, we could tell people that they're allowed to bring their pet, but what if we have someone who's like really scared of dogs or what if we have someone who like hates pets and then now they have to come in and deal with these pets in the workplace from other people. Like I think a hesitation would be like, oh, what does that do for people that are not fans of pets? But it seems like in this particular sample, everybody was kind of cool with it and it was just the people that really wanted to use the policy and were using the policy were benefiting the most from it. Mm -hmm. exactly and they did you know so they did have these open-ended questions and they did some qualitative research too and generally most people felt very positively right that they had them ask answer questions like what do you think are the benefits and what are the detriments Mm -hmm. most people had a, a number of benefits um there were a few people that did say none so they didn't see any benefits and then on the flip side though when they looked at detriments over half of the people said none So that was Hmm. really interesting. And then the main detriments that came out were that they could be a distraction and fur and cleanliness issues. Hmm. So not that fear piece, which they did mention that like there was, I think, a couple people that said, you know, maybe clients that are afraid of dogs or something wouldn't appreciate it if they came into the office space. Mm -hmm. But they didn't mention it from like a co-worker perspective they mentioned it only from a client perspective so I wonder if it's almost like a self-selection thing right I know that they allow dogs in the office so I don't want to work here I don't know yeah yeah that makes sense um yeah I mean I guess that could be the case um yeah I'm not really sure about that one that would require maybe some more digging mm-hmm yeah, I think so. I mean, I think there's a lot that requires the more digging. I think the things, the main takeaways here are that employees generally from the sample, they think that pets are good for stress reduction. They think it's a very positive experience to be able to bring their dogs into the workplace. Those that are actually bringing in their dogs seem the happiest with the policy. They seem to be more satisfied, committed, etc. So there's a lot of preliminary work here to show that it does have an impact, but we just need to dig dig in further, right? We need to understand how does this impact people that don't like pets, these non-pet owners that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're positive. They seem positive overall, but we're just not as positive and didn't see those types of benefits. Are there other Mm -hmm. things you could do for that population? But I do think it's really important because there's, um, there was a recent article about benefits 
um, that people want. So across different generations, different industries, et cetera, like what are the types of benefits that people care the most about? And they were really looking to see like, how does it change by age or they're saying generation, but really we know, right. That maternity, um, leave, for example, matters the most for people that are in that age group versus mm-hmm. somebody that's, you know, maybe in their fifties and sixties, they don't care as much about maternity leave. So that's obviously not gonna be at the top of their list, but what right, they did find right. in this, um, in the survey that I saw that the bottom generations, like the youngest generation, so millennials and Gen Z, something was coming out that's never been seen before. And it is pet parent leave. Hmm. Um, so I've heard of companies having this, but it's actually coming out as something that people want. And so if I get a puppy or a kitten or something, I want to be able to take a week or two off to make sure that they're comfortable in their new setting, et cetera. So pets seem to be on people's minds a little bit more than maybe they've have in previous generations. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And it's probably something to do with the fact that, you know, in past generations, people kind of got married earlier and had kids earlier. And so there weren't as many, you know, single people that owned animals, uh, like, Mm. you know, living by themselves um, as there are now, or there aren't as many people who are just even thinking more broadly about what work family benefits could look like. But because there are so many different benefits that people are pushing for today because they see the companies can offer them, but also um, there are just more alternative ways of living that are more popular that require different kinds of supports and organizations provided before, like the traditional single earner, like male breadwinner family is really, really, really rare. And so people need different kinds of supports in general, childcare wise and otherwise. But I would imagine that, you know, some of this is coming out of the fact that there are a lot more people who are part of the workforce that have pets to take care of and don't have a lot of other people to rely on. And so it would be really helpful to be able to like not get a puppy and come back and realize it ate all your stuff or like ate <laughs> something that it wasn't supposed to, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so I would imagine that that would be helpful. Yeah. And I've seen pet insurance is also kind of upticking. Um, yeah. I'm seeing that companies are doing that more and more. Like my mom's work is doing that now. And, um, which is nice because obviously that's a big expense. Um, when pets have to, you know, when pets have arthritis or whatever, yeah. um, they need some support and it can cost a lot of money. So being able to provide your employees pet insurance does take that, um, kind of barrier out for them and allows them to not, you know, be struggling because a pet has a need. So that's kind of nice. Um, and I do think that you're right. I think that there is something to be said about the way that people are living their life, um, earlier on and to the point of, you know, potentially not having a single earner also, like if you are in a couple, you probably both are working and it might make sense that, you know, you take some time to be able to, to train that animal. Cause it's not just, not just if I'm single, but if I have a partner that's also working and then maybe that actually can translate to this type of bringing in pets in the workplace, um, situation, kind of like the study, maybe that's increased even further because of that too. Like maybe if that continues to increase and that need for that can help, right? Cause it's not only, okay, well, I want to train my animal in my home but if we're both out of out of the house all the time maybe it makes sense that if one of our offices lets us bring our pet then that's a great option that we can do so that we can you know make sure that we have enough time with the pet um as we need and 
So I wonder if that has increased as well. Like I don't have any numbers on that as to whether or not the instances of bringing a pet to work has increased, but I'm sure a lot has changed from 2001 when the study was published and there hasn't been a ton of work anyways. Like I would just love to see more work in this space and see, you know, how people perceive this, what the understanding is like, maybe, maybe you don't need both parent pet parent leave and, bringing your pet into the workplace. Like maybe having that leave is something that people will be happy with. And then you can alleviate the issues of people that don't like pets or whatever. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see like how all these different types of benefits can help because to your point, like life is really different today and the way that people are balancing their lives or the types of things they have to balance is really different. Yeah. So it's, it's a good thing to support your employees the best that you can. And it'd be great to be able to give employers more information as to how they can do that. Yeah, definitely. Completely agree. And I think that, um, you know, there are lots of different benefits that used to sound really weird that sound normal now to people because uh, people realize that they're they're helpful. People want them. They value them. They work. Um, so this may be a new wave of things. And even though in this study, it's just like a perception study that people feel that they are this way and future research might be able to look at like, is that actually true or is that just a perception? It means something that people find it valuable uh, from a benefits perspective and that they feel that they're more satisfied and more committed as a result of it. Like that does make a difference because if people believe that they're more satisfied and committed because of it, then they probably actually are and they might be more likely to stick around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, perception is huge. Like that is a lot that we know about in psychology, right? A lot of things that studies, lots of things that are studied are perceptions and perceptions can really influence your behaviors. And, you know, we talk about things like reframing, you know, um, a situation that happened to make it more positive and that makes you react and feel differently. And that's kind of the same thing here. Like, yes, while it is only perception, perception has a lot of power. So I think it is critical to to dig in deeper, of course, in the research side. But I think it's important for employers to think about this type of benefit or these types of benefits and maybe just including pets in the benefit spectrum at all um, right. can make employees feel heard, feel um, supported in terms of their work and life. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good direction. And even though this is just like early on research or a small amount of research, it would be cool to see other people take go on the, take on this topic. If it's something that people are saying is important to them, it would be good to know like, well, what are the impacts of that uh, more broadly? So I think this is a cool, a cool area for future research and definitely something for employers to start thinking about. Yes, I agree. And I would love to hear anybody's stories of places where, you know, pets are, allowed in the workplace or places where you have a pet parent leave or pet insurance or any of those types of pet benefits, uh, we would love to hear about it and hear your experience and um, what kind of impact that has made in your workplace or what you've maybe seen. So please reach out and we'd love to hear your stories at workerbeing at gmail.com. You can find us on our website, which is workerbeing.com and on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at workerbeing. Thanks for listening. The Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabarek and Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson. Oh.